Tonight's episode was sponsored by Mad World. Check them out at www.itsworldmadness.com. Also check out their app on the App Store. Hey guys, Brandon here, host of The Tavern. And tonight I've got my guest host, Landon. How are you, sir? Well, hello there. Uh, my back hurts and I feel like I got no sleep at all. Well, it's because you didn't and you're old. Uh, for those of oh. you who don't know... Uh, Landon is the host of the show Under the Tavern. You can find that wherever great podcasts can be found. Uh, he does the spooky dookie, creepy, weepy, all kinds of timey-wimey conspiracy theory things. Go ahead and check out his podcast. Again, you can find that anywhere great podcast can be found. So, Bella, you do the conspiracy theory stuff. But from time to time here at the Tavern, we like to get a little... What's the word I'm looking for? We like to dig deep into our thoughts, and we like to sit back and think about the universe and life and everything therein, and typically we come to the conclusion of 42. Uh, tonight, we have brought our towel. Let me go ahead and put my towel on and make sure that I am prepared for battle. You know, that's the greatest weapon in the galaxy. Um, we had... One of our listeners reach out to us. Shout out to you, Devin. Um, and he wanted to know our thoughts on artificial intelligence. What constitutes life? What constitutes, you know, being alive, so to speak? What, what, what creates consciousness? What concludes to be consciousness? He sent us a small story called The Last Question. It's a very short story. Uh, it was seven pages, nine pages, Landon, what was it? It's uh, nine pages full of about 11 or 12 different little short stories that lead up. Uh, you know, it's a buildup. You know, it starts here, like in the present or the, or the distant future, right? And then it leads up uh, like tens of billions of years later uh, as these sto short stories progress. Okay. Um, for those of you who haven't read the story, it begins in a, uh, a not-so-distant future, actually. You know, I think it was 2068 or something like that. It wasn't yeah, too far... 62? It wasn't yeah. too far away from where we are now. And humanity's facing the problem of trying to get off of using fossil fuels. And they create an artificial intelligence that helps them figure out this problem and allows them to harness the power of the sun's radiation to create infinite energy. And therein lies part of that question, infinite energy. The two scientists, uh, let's call them Landon and Brandon for now, they get drunk after, you know, having this great success of creating this artificial intelligence and saving humanity. We now live off of the sun, infinite energy source, right? You know, a few days after everything is done, they get very into their conversation about, you know, wow, this is, this is amazing. Look at what we've done. And one of them's like, yeah, until the sun burns out. And the other one's like, that's like 10 billion years from now. Why does that matter? It's like, because it matters. In 10 million years, you know, humanity, whoever's around, is going to have to deal with that. You know, it's not infinite energy. He's like, it's basically infinite energy, but it's not infinite. That's what I'm getting at. And they go back and forth a little bit. And they ask this artificial intelligence with who they have 
I guess, uh, affectionately nicknamed an AC. Um, yeah, it's called Multivac. Multivac. Thank you, Landon. He's got all kinds of stuff pulled up for us to keep us on track here. Um, I got the whole story. They they ask it basically what what happens you know like if all the stars burn out is there a way for us to end this you know can we can we stop entropy uh did i say that correctly lennon how's that pronounced entropy yeah i believe it's called entropy and they basically are asking you know how can we reverse the overall instance of death in everything because everything has a beginning and everything has an end but how do we stop that or how do we reverse it and what's the famous line from the book Landon can you read that for us real quick yeah so that line insufficient data for a meaningful answer insufficient data for a meaningful answer Uh, that's also the title of tonight's episode now Landon can you give us a rundown of the you know where the book heads as we lead up to that um, final question. Well, uh, the next short story, uh, right after that first one, is about a family who's heading to a planet uh, called X-23. And, you know, the kids are so excited about it and all that stuff, uh, right? Well, uh, the children get scared because they're like, um, you know, what what's going on here? <laughs> you know, um the, the sun might die out. Um, and the dad's like, nah, it's, it's going to be cool. You know, it's all right. And, um, you know, they're talking about X 23 potentially getting overcrowded and then that's going to cause problems. So like, they're going to have to go to other planets and stuff. And, you know, uh, basically they're like, well, the computer's going to die out. And, the dad's like, no, it's it's fine. They'll figure out something else, I guess, whatever. It's, it'll be okay. And uh, the kid's like, well, can't you just put a new power unit like you do with my robot? And it's like, well, the stars are the power units. You know, once they're gone, they're no more. And, um, you know, it goes into a, a, a dialogue. And like I said, the daughter gets scared. And she's like, well, ask Microvac. And then ask how you could turn the stars on again. So the dad's like, all right, you know, whatever. Uh, So guy asked the question, says print the answer. This uh, cellophane printed out, and the dad says, well, see, the microvac always says that it'll take care of everything when the time comes, so don't worry. So the kids go to bed, and uh, the dad reads the story, you know, the, the message from... Uh, microvac and it says insufficient data for a meaningful answer you know and um, this th- and then, same instance happens throughout the entire short story every page is a different you know group of people set in a period further in the future mm-hmm. and someone poses the same question to the artificial intelligence and it always seems to give that same response. Now, over the years, as millennia pass and people start becoming one with AI, eventually we get to the point where there's no people left. 
There's nothing left but this artificial intelligence. And it's down to its last star. And Landon, can you fill us in on how this story ends? So basically, um, you know, the humankind comes into one single consciousness uh, through, uh, what do they call it? The great cosmic PC or something? Um, so humans have give, foregone their human bodies and given their consciousness up to artificial intelligence to become one hive mind at this point. All right. Like the, the thing about them becoming that hive mind was because the stars were dying out. So they transferred their consciousness to the PC because their bodies were going to uh, be destroyed. Mm -hmm. So at this point, you no longer have physical people in the universe, but you still have this AC who is still prompted with that same question. It's been able to give an answer for every question so far except that one. So it refuses to die without figuring out the answer to that problem. Uh, right. The, uh, the story before the last one, um, you know, the Cosmic AC had said there's yet, uh, is as yet insufficient data for a meaningful answer. And uh, one of the people was like, well, then collect the additional data. And the, the Cosmic PC replied, I will do so, and I have been doing so for 100 billion years. My predecessors and I have been asked this question many times. All the data I have remains insufficient. And so the guy's asking him if the, you know, computer will ever solve it. You know, is it, when when will the um, info information be sufficient or is it insoluble to conceive of all the circumstances? And of course, you know, the computer being a computer is going to be like, oh, well, there's no problem insoluble in all conceivable circumstances. But, you know, Basically, the computer's like, I still have insufficient data for a meaningful answer, and um, it'll keep working on it. And the man said at the end, uh, we shall wait. And humanity waited until there was no, no more time left to wait. So they right. merged their consciousness with this AI. Correct. And now the AI has finally figured out the answer to this problem but there's no humans left to tell the answer to. Right. This AI no is human... basically... Everything has been wiped out. There's no more human consciousness at all. The uh, AI is by itself and is just sitting there pondering the question over yeah, and over and, and over again. There's no humans to tell the answer to, and there's no humans to show a demonstration of how to do it. So the AI right. is just like, well... I might as well go ahead and run the code. That's exactly what it does. And the last words are... Let there be light. Boom. And then Big and that Bang. Might have, that might have fucked some of y'all up. Because that's deep. If you know with the Big Bang, how it started, and biblically speaking, God said, let there be light, and there was. Now, can you imagine... That that's how life began, but also looped because it was the beginning, but it was also the end. The infinite. Right. 
Now that that really begs the question too: is do we live on the same loop? And if 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 so, well then we we keep living the same place and same dreams in life. But if the loop is the same but different in a paradox situation, that would explain why we have like deja vu and stuff. Because mm-hmm. we're making small, like minuscule um, changes because we've seen this happen before. So it changes, and, that, and that's why we have the deja vu, because we've been like, oh, well, I've been here before. I've had this dream, you know, or whatever. So let me pose this question to you, Landon. Okay. What constitutes consciousness? Can a robot ever achieve true human consciousness? Or is that something unattainable that only humans can have? Do I think robots will have true consciousness? Like what makes consciousness a thing? Like what, what constitutes consciousness? And if you can figure that out, can a robot attain that? Or is that something only humans are capable of? Are we so self-absorbed that we're fooled into believing that we're the only ones who can have true consciousness? Can an animal uh, well, be conscious? I mean, consciousness... But case, can robots be conscious? Consciousness is the individual awareness of unique thoughts, memories, and feelings, and, you know, sensations, right? Yeah, but if you... How can you put that into something that's measurable and makes sense? How can you prove if a robot has consciousness? Can you prove that your dog has consciousness? I mean, if you can, can you how do you do that? We have consciousness? Exactly. But how, how do you measure that? How do you quantify that? Well, I know there's five different states of consciousness. That we're aware of. Oh, well, yeah, maybe. Exactly. You know, whatever. How do you measure that? <laughs> Science, how do you bitch. Prove that? That's a deep conversation, man. You know, somewhere that we could talk about that um, is with some of y'all. If you wanted to start your own podcast, uh, guys, check out Buzzsprout. We host our podcast there, and we really think it's a great option for you. Today is a great day for you to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, you have a message you want to share with the world, or you just think it would be fun to have your own talk show. Podcasting is easy, inexpensive, and a great way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of finishing your recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have all the right partners and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters who are already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. You can get a free subscription. They offer a great free trial. Or if you want to go ahead and double down and pay that monthly subscription, which is what we do, it's a minimum of $12 a month. Not too bad at all. That's two Starbucks. You know what I'm saying? That's two Starbucks drinks a month. You can do that. Uh, And for that $12 a month, you're going to get a $20 kickback to help your podcast get started. You're going to get a great professional podcast hosting website. That's right. You're going to get your own website for your podcast included in that $12 a month. Um, you're going to get an audio player that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics on how people are listening. You're going to get tools to promote your episodes and more. So what are you guys waiting for? Let's create something great together. Our link will be down in the description below. Welcome back guys. 
So, Landon, we're discussing what consciousness is. And that ultimate question, um, do you think we'll ever figure out a way to stop the inevitable touch of death? A way to stop the star from burning out? A way to find that infinite source? Or is the infinite source the fact that we have to hit that rock bottom to start over? But that being said, we spoke with someone tonight, a buddy of mine, Wyatt, if you're listening, what's going on, man? And he posed a small theory. What are black holes? They take everything around them and condense them into a singularity. And it sucks everything in and condenses and condenses and condenses. Now, what happens when a black hole sucks in another black hole? What happens when the whole universe has died out and everything has swirled to a center point where all these black holes have converged into one Big Bang? Everything's going to come back out. So is that happening over and over in our universe? Is everything dying just to collect in the center to expand back out and start us over from the beginning? So here's my response in as short as possible. Yeah, it's a lot. In life, there is death. And in death, there is life. Yin and yang. Right. The infinite. I mean, that's... That's the only way I could see to answer that question, you know? So let's get that a little little more detailed. I'm a religious man. You're, I would say, a spiritual man. Mm -hmm. That would be a fair assessment? I would have to say yes, Um, sir. So in my perspective, there is a supreme creator, an all-knowing deity, Someone who set events into motion. Now, it's not far-fetched for me to believe that he set an event into motion that is in a perpetual, infinite loop. He set it to do what it needs to do, and it does what it needs to do continuously, right? So it would make sense that things get reset after a while. Um, I'm a big fan of the clockmaker theory. Have you ever heard of that? Maybe. Uh, It kind of sounds familiar. I like the thought of this that and I, anyone who knows the full details of this will know that I'm kind of condensing this a little bit just for sake of uh, conversation. Essentially think of God creating a very detailed pocket watch, right? And he puts all these cogs and wheels into motion and they all fit precisely and they interlock, you know? Um, I have not heard but this. Once, once he sets that, that clock into motion and it begins ticking, he's done. He doesn't need to intervene anymore. Doesn't need to touch anything because he's created a perfectly created thing that works on its own accord. Runs on free will. Exactly. And a lot of people, they'll come to you and they'll say, well, if there's a God, why does he let things like this happen? Why would he let my family member pass away? Why would he do this to me? We wanted free will. And a lot of people forget that option. Uh, That supreme creator has set the pocket watch into motion and allowed it to do its own thing. And we are living on the cogs and wheels, spinning and moving with our free will. 
And that doesn't just apply to you, that applies to everyone. So if someone walks up on the street and shoots your husband in the face, God didn't do that. That person has free will. That person did that. And people forget that. They, it's just... It's such a weird question for people to pose to try to disprove the existence of a supreme creator of any sort, you know? And right. I, I just... I know we're getting a little off topic in that, but if you talk about consciousness and realities, you know, as a person who is, you know, religious, I have to look at it from that perspective. I have to, you know, my mind goes there because I'm, I'm a very analytical man. I like to think that uh, I keep up with, you know, science and everything that's going on with it pretty well. And I'm not blinded by my religion. Does that make sense? A lot of people can really get blinded by their religion and they can take it as far as to hurt people because of their religion, which I will never condone. And I just wish more people could try to look at both sides of an argument before making a judgment call. Indeed. What do you have to say on that perspective coming from your spiritual side? On the perspective of, you know, consciousness and stuff as a whole? Yeah, because for me, I I see the beginning point as... Because the way we talked about it, it's an infinite loop of the spark happened, life continued. By the end, the AI figured out how to recreate it. And after everything died, it started a new spark. And it resets in motion. The AI can almost be attributed to, in my case, God. I feel like that is the that spark element that got it created. And then it's set in motion for that infinite loop thereafter. Where would you come from that perspective? As a spiritual man rather than a religious man? Well, I think all things have an energy source. Right? The, mm. the creation of everything came from that energy source. Right? Big Bang, whatever you want to call it, God making everything, you know, it, it's all it's all the same. It's an energy creating energy, right? And, you know, everything is a living object or being, you know, if you will. The trees, they're alive. They breathe, right? They inhale and they exhale, right? Which gives us oxygen, right? The leaves, the you know, all the different plants and stuff, they all are alive. We just don't know it because we're on a higher consciousness, per se, right? And so it's, can it repeat itself? Well, of course it can, because the cosmos is wide and vast, right? And if everything got sucked up together, of course it's going to repeat. Everything's going to change because it has to. So do you believe, since we spoke about the deja vu thing and that's probably why deja vu do you believe that it's an exact replica of the life we lived before with just minor changes which is why we hit deja vu or do you think it's a, it starts off as a, an entirely new reality whereas we may have been landon and brandon in the past life or do you believe we were other people with the same consciousness in a past life so our reality was different but our consciousness is what carried over where do you feel fit so in on that so I think of the um, the 
unlimited timeline theory, right? So we, we stay on a timeline, right? And the longer we stay on this timeline, it branches off into smaller timelines, right? Depending on choices and everything, right? So like take CERN, for example, when they, when they found the God particle, right? Uh, basically, my theory on that is, is that they destroyed our pre-existing timeline. So we all had to merge into the, you know, next closest timeline. And, uh, you know, that's why we have, you know, the Mandela effects and stuff. Everything's different, but the same. So I feel that if we circle back from the end into the beginning, that we're no longer on that original timeline anyway. So things are definitely going to change and be different on a, you know, even a molecular level, you know, it, it's going to be a small change that's going to cause a lot of different changes. That's my opinion. So you bring up that you believe that might have been the cause of Mandela effects. Um, why do you think Mandela effects had such a strong impact on pop culture um i don't know uh but what i do know is is uh maybe that everybody who's aware of the situation was big into pop culture and is realizing the different changes that have been made i i have no idea how to answer that question kind of put me on the spot here hoss So, why would the Mandela effect, um, I'm trying to think how to, how to explain this. I mean, originally, you know, Mandela effect comes from the idea of, um, you know, Mr. Mandela being the, the primary example as to why we think of it. Right, his death changed. With. Yeah, yeah, that that's kind of what started it all. Um, I'm trying to do some research here as as I speak because I wanna I wanna say this correctly. Um, so give me just a second here. See if I can pull up uh, some info. Why do you think that? The Mandela effect um, took away Curious George's tail. Um, I don't know. Uh, I w all I could say on that would be that, you know, like I stated earlier, that small changes that affected could have bigger impacts on other things, right? They say, like, you know, the theory goes that if you go back in time, if you accidentally killed a butterfly, like, the, when you go back to your original timeline, there might be the apocalypse already because it sets chains into motion, right? Well, it's just it's timeline theories. So there could have been, you know, when, when we jumped, in my opinion, when we jumped into the next timeline, well, there was already changes that were made because it's not our original timeline, right? So, 
we're we're on a slightly different path now. And that's that's why I, I would say that. So you think that we're on a different timeline. Uh-huh. And because we're on this different timeline. That Simbad never played a genie? Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, however, uh, there has been um, videos and stuff saying that uh, Sinbad did actually play um, a guy, Kazam, or whatever. But they took all these different uh, videos off the market and tried to get rid of every piece of evidence possible uh, to make it like a worldwide joke. However, I don't think that's real. I think uh, the the videos stating that are uh, just crap. Are you talking about the April that. Fool's joke that that he did where he made a small clip of the movie? Yeah. Sinbad did an April Fool's joke where he actually recorded a small snippet of uh, the movie and posted it out there, and people are taking it as fact. And if you actually look and watch that clip, there's so many little Easter eggs in that clip. It's hilarious for anybody to think that it was real. Uh, right. I highly suggest going and finding that clip and you'll see the satire in it. And if people actually believe that that clip is real, I feel bad for you, son. <laughs> Got nine, nine problems, but Sinbad ain't one. <laughs> but now I'm not saying that that movie didn't exist because I firmly remember that as a nineties kid, I remember that movie. So I'm with you. I want it to be real, but I'm also a realist. And I know that Sinbad physically came out and made a statement saying, nah, I made that little clip right there for you as a, a little joke, you know, because it became such a big deal. He's like, I got to get in on this, you know. And people don't do research. They just see the clip and are like, I told you. <laughs> like, yeah, no, do your research, buddy. You know, I don't know. Well, we're getting on in time. We have talked everything from consciousness to God to Sinbad we've we've been all around the book you know um devin hopefully this satiated your appetite for a little bit of knowledgeable conversation a little bit of deeper conversation than you're used to here at the tavern um this episode is dedicated to you buddy and everybody else in the audience we appreciate you we love your continued support you know I, we haven't had a chance to say this we posted it on the facebook page but we didn't get a chance to say it we got a chance to meet a fan in VR. For those yeah, of y'all that don't know, uh, me and Landon frequent a comedy club in VR, and we had our little three minutes in the spotlight, and you know we had to get up there and talk about how we run a podcast. And No, no, this you, you got to tell him that you're the guy that goes and talks. I got up public... on stage. Yep. <laughs> and... I'm like, you know, hey guys, uh, my name's Brandon and I run a podcast called The Tavern. You know, you can find us and this man stands up in the crowd like, I follow you on Spotify. <laughs> We're like, what? <laughs> Come to find out. He works night shift out in Arizona and he listens to things about conspiracy theories on his podcast and stuff. So he found under the tavern first and then found the tavern. So he did it a little backwards. So we got people finding Landon and waking their way all the way back to the tavern. How cool is that? Landon, yeah, his you name know? was like Wolf something. I, I can't remember. But big shout out to you, buddy. Yeah, Wolf, you know who you are. 
um we sent him a little friend request on on the oculus there um also we are building a virtual tavern so if anybody's got a vr headset out there feel free to come hang out with us we're trying to do a little meet and greet you know we'll do a couple of uh sessions in vr where we'll do podcast live we'll talk about these things in vr where you guys can hang out with us how cool is that <laughs> anyway we love you guys and thanks oh landon got any closing words i almost forgot oh uh tradition wow. around here i can't do that i had i had closing arguments and then you started ending so i was like and erased them so now i have no idea what i was originally going to say i didn't know what uh, it sounded like when you erase memories in your head buddy yeah it's, it's weird i guess i don't know anyway uh thank you guys for all your support thank you for constantly listening to our shenanigans uh thank you for listening as we go down the rabbit holes on the uh, subjects that have nothing to do with the actual podcast that we're doing and uh <laughs> you know because that goes down into our add adhd whatever you want to call it um keep listening man you know we're we're a bunch of funny individuals um who sometimes aren't funny even though we think we're funny uh it's it's me uh, <laughs> <laughs> my man guy, stay listening and stay frosty and I ask yourself this I'm just kidding <laughs> okay <laughs> alright guys we love you and thanks for stopping by the tavern <laughs>